from a galaxy far, far away. And a bookshelf straight out of the 90s. From Thrawn to Dantooine. And everything in between. This is Legends Look Back. It was earlier in the day. In fact, possibly first thing in the morning. Might have even been the first thing that I saw today. I don't exactly know. We might need a time machine to solve it once and for all. That uh, I saw a message from Rick, in which case he was saying, Hey, did you realize that this is episode 66? Are you going to let this slide without us doing something fun involving, you know, the infamous Order 66 in Star Wars? And I was like, yeah, we've already got a show playing. We're about to change it at this point. Uh, which got me thinking, you know, like, there are quite a few good stories uh, involving or surrounding directly after leading up to Order 66, and then I decided, like, we're not about to, you know, get all into an episode on the Legends history of Order 66. We're about to try to come up with a new Legends Look Back episode the day of the podcast. We've got a great show for you tonight. We've got a whole thing. However, I did give Rick this one little bit of leeway. I did grant him this wish. He had a bit. And so, Rick, here is your bit. Congratulations. You get to do the thing. Go for it, my friend. Execute episode 66. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Legends Look Back, proudly part of the Utini Podcast Network. This is a Star Wars books for podcast for people who don't always have a blast, but when they do, they have a Baja blast, where we celebrate <laughs> our rich EU history as well as diving into lesser-known Star Wars classics. I'm your host, Jared Mays. I'm joined tonight by... Rick Grace, how are you, Rick? Hey, man, I am doing pretty good. Um, back from the dark side? Yes, I'm <laughs> briefly back from the dark side. So, man, as, as I said last week, I think week's always better when I get on the show, so I'm excited to be here. It is a really fun way for us to connect and hang out. Glad to have our friends with us in the chat. Also glad to have joining us once again this week, Emily Daybeck. Hey, how's it going, guys? We did uh, trick-or-treating last night with my toddler who is currently resisting going to bed. So I apologize if you hear some of that process. But it was really fun. Uh, very excited to be back in uh, back in Star Wars world. I bought uh, our trick-or-treating candy like maybe late September they, as soon as they had stocked it in the aisles Same. of our you know, <laughs> local grocery store. But that was a huge mistake because like it's really easy to see it and just dip into it oh yeah for sure yeah i panic bought it because i always forget every year and then i end up buying it too late and so it was like late september and i was i was like oh my gosh i have to get it so i got home before i realized it wasn't even october yet um but then it's been really nice because every halloween event that has happened since we just take whatever candy my daughter gets and put it into that bag (laughs) so now it's just refilled itself uh, half a dozen Wait, times using like leftover candy from oh like, for a sure year or two ago no not what? a year or two ago no from like uh like if there's a trunk or treat or if there's like um okay Fort does a really cool thing in the training area in one of like yeah in like a little training village where they have a big halloween event so anything from those we just put it back into our thing she doesn't need to eat all that candy we don't need to eat all that candy but um other kids might so that's what we do we got uh, we got the the ring pops this year, Ooh. and I discovered after I lit my because like they love them and it's like kind of classic nostalgia nineties, of 90s, course. and you know it, like plays into my whole vibe. Uh, it was a couple licks into uh, our ring pop about a month ago, our, our box of ring pops that I discovered. I accidentally bought the the color changing like the tongue painting ring. 
and my kids were thrilled to have like thrawn tongues. Their tongues were just bright blue. Absolutely. You know they made tongue painting ring pops. That's excellent. <laughs> you know who wasn't so thrilled? My wife. <laughs> oh yeah, I wouldn't like that either. That stuff gets everywhere because kids just Thankfully, lick everything. It didn't turn their eyes red. Then we would have had you know either a problem on our hands or a, a sci-fi novel on our hands. Uh, either way, what is that? Goosebumps. <laughs> it does sound like an episode of Goosebumps. Yeah, why are all the kids' tongues turning blue? We've got to figure out the mysterious force behind it. This is getting strange. <laughs> uh, let us know in the chat. Uh, how do you like your ring pops? What fla- What color tongue would you like to have? No, please don't tell us anything about your tongue. We are, however, going to share. What's that, It's getting weirder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Freddy's not here tonight. He was not assassinated by a battalion of clone troopers. Got a little work travel. Uh, Not able to join us. Sometimes, you know, it's not the end of the world here at Legends Look Back without one of our hosts. But he is dearly missed. We do have, however, a very fun show planned for you this week while we continue to read Darth Bane, A Path of Destruction for our next roundtable coming up over the next couple of weeks. I gotta admit, I've read a little bit now out of the um, these big floppy new Essential Legends collections. These suckers are so friggin' readable. They're just nice to sit down with and prop them open and dive in. Also loving the audiobook by Jonathan Davis. Um, man, I don't know if there's anything I enjoy more in the entire world than listening to Jonathan Davis read a Star Wars book. How about you guys? Hmm. Um, he's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I, I really can't. You can't get wrong with either, um, Mark Thompson or Jonathan. Davis. Are you a Mark Thompson fan? I don't know. I yeah, I like the guy for sure. So I, I'm, I can't decide. <laughs> They're both great with the fans. So maybe one of these days we'll get them on the show. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, I've got a sweet spot for Jonathan Davis. He does Kenobi, and the Bane trilogy. I mean, yep. Uh, yep. Those are some classics. That is true. <laughs> So excited to be diving into that more. But in the meantime, we do have some great stuff to discuss tonight. I had a little package that came in tonight as we kick off Thracken's Thrift Store. Rick, cue the graphic. Wait, we don't have a graphic? Don't have a graphic. Uh, <laughs> all right, one of these days we'll have a graphic. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. I can just picture it. What about you guys? Sounds good just to like me. A, like a chubby, sleazy Han Solo. You know, Thracken, Sal Solo. Doesn't he have like a cybernetic eye? If he doesn't, he does now. And I'm just picturing him... <laughs> With like a Santa sack slung over his shoulder, like uh, of his his finds, his thrifts, mm. you know. We'll see. We'll get there one of these days. We've got an amazing graphic, de- a few gr- amazing graphic designers in house. We'll see if we can get them on it. But I do have something to show off this week. How about you guys? Here's what I've got: as you gather your collectibles, coming in the mail the other day, there was an attempted failed delivery, as if there was something of critical importance that had to arrive at my house that they like needed my signature on, so the next day I made sure I was home, because I knew who it was. Zalbar himself, the Wookiee from the Terrace Undercity, best friends with a chatty little Twi'lek, uh, Mission Vow. We've got here Twi'lek, the Black Series gaming greats from Knights of the Old Republic, and tonight as we are talking about some of the Star Wars movies that never had a movie to go with them, all the things but the movie. Knights of the Old Republic has, you know, uh, tragically little extra media surrounding it. Not enough action figures. I'm hoping one of these days he's going to be on his own like shelf next to Mission herself. Got Revan, a Bastille. I've got a couple Funko Pops for them. Would love to have uh, TK. What's the what's the little one? 
the droid TK thirty. I don't remember seven I, four. <laughs> I don't know. It's not coming to me. I'm picturing him there, uh, right there next to uh, you know the other crew members. Candorous. It's gonna be awesome. Hmm. We'll see. So everybody, go out and buy your. Zalbar action figures so that I can have all the other ones. Please. Nice. Please spend your money so I can spend more of mine a few years from now. Yes. Emily, you said you had something. What you got for us? Um, well, I don't have anything Star Wars related, but my uh, I was asked about this shirt today. It's the New Braunfels Unicorns. So Mike's aunt and uncle, um, they live in New Braunfels, Texas, and the mascot for their high school is I've the Unicorns. Have you really? Yeah, there's a, like a water park. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, Schlitterbahn, I think. The Schlitterbahn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's got well, a big, uh, a lot of German culture. <laughs> but their mascot in high school was the unicorns, and they thought it was so funny. Neither of their children are in high school anymore, but they decided to get my husband and I some unicorn swag. So I figured since I was asked about it earlier today, I might as well give you guys the story too. Uh, drop your high school mascot in the chat and we'll see if it can compare to the unicorns. Hmm. Oh man. Yeah, that is a great a great mascot. <laughs> What's Very one, on like, trend lately, I think. Mythical beast that doesn't have nearly enough mascots in the US. <laughs> hmm. Are there any ligers? Mm, no. That'd be a good one. That would be a good one. Like the Oklahoma City Ligers. Like, mm. You know, it's not a thing. Mm. We'll be another good one. Oh, it could geez. be uh, another mythical. Pegasus. I mean, that's kind yeah. of all the same. How do you plural Pegasus? That's a good Pegasuses? question. Ooh. Pegasi? Hey, that's probably why. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's not popular. Pegasaurus Rexes. Pegasus. There it is. <laughs> Nailed it. How about, uh, I was listening to a podcast not too long ago about how there's only like two or three schools in the entire U.S. whose mascot are the flamingos. It was all about hmm. like hmm. just how awesome flamingos are. All right, we're going to really get off the deep end here if we're not careful. <laughs> Basically, they can drink boiling water. They're one of the most hardcore animals in the entire world. What? Like, super resilient to flamingos. different climate forces. and Yeah, they're awesome. Hmm. You know, and, every, uh, every week I learn something new. I did not expect that this week it would be about flamingos, but there you go. <laughs> Legends look back for you. You'll learn something every week. <laughs> I'm like classically that guy who's like, hey, you know what I heard on this random podcast this week? You don't know the history of popcorn. <laughs> That's me. Nice. I'm the guy who can tell you all about the history of popcorn. You know who else is uh, a guy who's got plenty of random dad trivia? Rick. Rick, what you got for us this week on uh, Thracken's Thrift Store? Yeah, so a little bit outside of my thing. I'm not that big into toys because like I got stuff from my childhood and if I see something on sale that's when I'm like do I need this it's a good deal <laughs> I, I might need this oh yeah I saw your haul the other day yeah and, and so um you know black series figures uh I got a couple of them maybe like I know I have Thrawn and um maybe another random one yeah I have a Jar Jar Binks and I think maybe a couple more uh anyway but uh if you haven't heard of Ollie's, anybody heard of Ollie's? Y'all, y'all too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So I never heard of them until they were here. They live in the husk of Toys R Us, and that makes me sad every time. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they had a bunch of different um, different figures on sale, and these, and particularly had the Hyper Real series. Um, okay. I don't know if you've seen these. Oh no, I'm picturing like Buff Jackson now. Yeah. Right. Uh, but they come with like all kinds of accessories, like alternative hands and faces what? that you can put on and they're like an eight inch <laughs> figure yeah 
alternative faces. It's like equivalent to all the limbs lost in Star Wars right there. Wow, sure enough. And so this one was on sale, and it's like the box is beat up, so there's some damage. But actually, it was advertised for a Darth Vader. I saw Luke, and I was like, well, that's pretty cool. I'll take Luke. But then the bug was in my head, and I had to get Darth Vader. That's how it gets you. So I got Darth Vader on eBay and paid too much for him. (laughs) Uh, But he has a nice Started as a good deal. I've never heard of these, Rick. But he's also missing some limbs and alternative... Uh, what a strange thing. Is that the only kind of toy that comes with alternative limbs? I'm not sure. Is this normal? Sure. I've never, uh, I've never seen this before. Is that a question you thought you would ask tonight? No, there's not. a lot that I learn every single week. Yeah, it's not really my wheelhouse, but I'm having fun with it. I'm, I'm, I'm totally going to open them up and um, uh, play with them and get them set up in a, in a thing. But they're, they are, um, they're Star Wars The Black Series, but they're called Hyper Real. And um, they can be expensive. Um, so, yeah, I can tell you more if you want. Come find me in Discord. Um, mm. Wow, that's awesome. So. Y- you've got enough hands there for, like, Thrawn to create his own, his, like an entire clone army of loot <laughs> and Vaders. <laughs> that would be epic. Uh, somebody, somebody around the Discord or uh, the Utini team in the last couple of days was talking about how they got, like, a a throne room action figure of Palpatine, but then they were thinking about getting the like Luke Skywalker with from uh, Heir to the Empire and putting him in there hmm. with the blue lightsaber and like recreating a scene from the Thrawn trilogy. Yeah, were they pitching this or did my mind go there and like I created it after they showed me the figure? <laughs> Who's to just say? Then you'd need a Sabaoth. <laughs> I might do it. I might just make a shrine that is the entire like climactic scene of the Thrawn trilogy. Stay tuned. We'll see. I, you know, sometimes you like get an idea in your head and you're like, "That's gonna have to happen. I'm gonna actually have to create that, mm-hmm. and nothing is gonna stop me." Like the graphic for Thrawn Surf Store. Yeah, except for that hasn't come to fruition mm, yet. It's not quite good enough of an idea. I'm talking. I'm talking uh, easy. It's just ideas like still <laughs> half baked. You're gonna like. I just teasing you. Stilt its growth prematurely here. Like my, my bookshelves over here. Like there was a day where I was like, I need, I need some better bookshelves. Just back two years ago, we were looking at turning Legends Look Back into a live show. My like cheap Walmart shelves were sagging in the middle just enough. Uh, yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to do something better. And so I did. And uh, it took like a month. <laughs> I can see why. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> they look great. In fact. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to have to actually have to leave them behind. We are officially mm-hmm. moving to Arkansas. The move is, in, is initiated. I have officially packed my first boxes of my Star Wars collection. Believe it or not, like some of the items in the Star Wars collection were deemed somehow as non-essentials. What? You know, things that like we don't need to have out <laughs> at the moment in order to survive over the next month. By whom? So packaged up. Let's take a guess. Let's see this isn't in the show notes here, but we got some time without Freddie. We got like a whole extra person's dialogue to fill. How about y'all take a guess? How many Funko Pops do you think I boxed up on Tuesday night? Uh, boxed up all of my Star Wars Funkos. My room is tragically bare. I don't, how many was it? I don't know how many you have. I want to see you have That's the question. less than 100, but I, I would say uh, like 35. I said 50. Dang, Rick. Is it 35? I have 35 Funko. For real? <gasps> <laughs> yeah. Rick. I'm going to go get a lottery ticket, dude. Oh my goodness. This is like that one week you one upped him too. Man, you're on fire tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm, 
humiliated you know, just thinking about it. <laughs> it's you know, oh, hey, remind me, I need to talk to you about, uh, I think I found a Dark Empire hardcover I'm going to buy, but it's expensive, uh, so I want to talk about price. They are expensive. Okay. They're worth a lot of money, and I'm really wishing I had not loaned mine out to like 20 different people over the last 10 years. <laughs> It's quite worn. Ah, gotcha. And now it's quite valuable, and I'm like, ah, if only I'd have known, right? <laughs> but worth it. Yes. Worth it for every single person I shared it with. They loved it. So Good stuff. I love, just love sharing the fandom with people. Love it. Yeah. Not regretting it at all. But <laughs> I do have one more thing to show off here for Thrack and Surf Store. Did you guys both go? You take your turns? Yes. Yeah, I'm good. All right, here it is. I had my birthday last week. My wife bought me a record player. We had a new record store. Uh, our town's been investing in small businesses, and some some new businesses have been opening up and revitalizing our downtown. One of them is a record store. I wanted to to uh, to to share the in the the joy of this record store opening up its doors in downtown. We're very invested in our community, and so you know, my wife got me a record player. I was very excited. So I've been starting to collect some like key albums that I'm wanting on vinyl. Went to uh, Barnes and Noble the other day. I knew they had to have some new ones. Wanted to get some Taylor Swift. I was looking forward. Maybe some like folksy stuff that I like. And you know what else I found? What? Ah, here it is. A Star Wars album. <gasps> nice. It is. It's The Last Jedi. So like on our Legends show, I'm only going to leave this on frame for like five seconds here and then never speak of it again. <laughs> but um, there's not a whole lot, not very many things that are more fun than like dropping that record needle just right. <laughs> Getting it just on the edge, and then hearing, and then you start the Star Wars fanfare. It's quite the experience. Highly recommend. Ten out of ten. You can go over to utini.com, click any random Amazon affiliate link, and then type in Star Wars vinyl. You can buy yourself one and give us four percent to help keep the lights on, because it does work that way. Even though we don't have any. Actual affiliate link. Shadows of the Empire. Great comment here from Jacob Bo. Shadows of the Empire vinyl on Amazon. There we go. Nice. There's some legends. Some legends uh, records. I might actually have to do that. Thank you for that tip, Jacob. Let's move on into Legends Lookout. We've got a little bit of news this week. Rick, why don't you take the first one? Yep. Uh, give me just a second. We had a big announcement that uh, came... Well, it, uh, it came through a Barnes & Noble listing, and then Star Wars Books on Twitter. I love the people over there that run that, uh, oh, yeah. that Twitter handle. They shared the news. Yes. About, this is not just a rumor. that it, They posted some speculation, but we're not going to get into their speculation. We are going to get into the actual news of it. Okay. All right, so there is something that's been listed. Tell us what it is. Yeah, so over at Barnes & Noble, they're doing, a, they're doing two, actually, two leather-bound Star Wars mm. Legends collectible editions coming in September of next year, so like 11 months. The number one, the first one coming out is Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi by John Jackson Miller and Alan Dean Foster. That's going to be good. Uh, I, I, are there images out for this? Not that I know of. This is still er- obviously early in the development for them. Right. However, just hearing you say it, like seeing it on the internet was one thing. Yeah. And then me typing it in the show notes with another, but hearing you say it as a definitive fact. Yes, it is happening. Made me literally salivate. I am so excited. Wow. It's a great, great book. Do you chew on leather bound books or? No, just like, I'm excited. These are some of the, Emily, these are some of the most collectible. As somebody who doesn't own, like doesn't do a lot of the collecting of the physical editions. Look at these things. Mm. They're beautiful. 
They are absolutely gorgeous. I actually might have to pick those up. I've got the, uh, for those of, uh, those of you who are listening on audio, I'm holding up these. No, it doesn't retain much of its smell. I've had this one for quite a while. The leather-bound Star Wars trilogy, original trilogy novelizations. It's got mm. gold foil leaf pages. Uh, yeah. It's got Darth Vader on the cover. It looks like a Bible, doesn't it? Right. I mean, a, a very fancy, glowy Bible. Yeah, I mean, like you can have a Bible on your phone. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. Right. It it does have even like the 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 Bible bookmark. That is like true. That, uh, <laughs> ribbon the tassel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tassel ribbon. The something phylactery. like that. Oh man. What's Going the Anchorman quote about, like, back at my apartment, there are many books, and they are leather-bound? Like, that's what I've got going through my head on repeat. <laughs> I've never seen it. I've never it's seen it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somehow. Oh, goodness. Oh, man. Yeah, I've, I've got two of these. There are more. There are more. Um, I have the Han Solo trilogy. Yep, I got that one, too. From A.C. Crispin. Mm-hmm. And so it's got... the fa- My favorite part about it is uh, Jabba's smoking a hookah on the back. <laughs> Just lounging. You got one too, Rick? Yeah. Um, yeah, these are great. I'm, I'm very excited for this. Now, what's amazing is these do collect multiple stories. So, as I said, both of these contain a trilogy. Mm-hmm. The first announced book is called Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, the book by John Jackson Miller is called... Ah, okay. Oh, it's called Kenobi. Kenobi, right. So, the question then is, what will it collect? Yeah. And I don't know if this is news or speculation, so we want to be careful with it. Right. What will they put with Kenobi? That's the real question. And so they're going to be sort of like Foster's anthologies or like there, combinations? Right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I don't know what I would put with Kenobi. I think the word on the street is there's going to be uh, The Approaching Storm by Alan Dean Foster, his episode two prequel. Mm-hmm. Oh. Huh. But I don't remember it necessarily being an especially memorable Legends book. I've got it right here. I remember nothing about it. Absolutely nothing. Hmm. <laughs> Well, what about what was it? The um, it's the one about Obi Wan and Qui Gon. The apprentice, not the apprentice. What's it called again? It's canon, unfortunately, but that would Master make sense for them. Yeah. That's it, Master and Apprentice. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I want it to be a Legends book. I know, I know, but I know. you have to include canon sometimes, man. Maybe that's what the outbound kids are buying these days. It I mean, could be could do outbound flight. That'd be a good one. Yeah. What you got, Rick? I was just thinking some of the the you know. Early readers, middle level readers, the um, I can't think of her name. That would be wild. Oh yeah, like Jude the Watson, Jedi yeah. Apprentice. Books? Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be cool. That would be amazing. <laughs> but there's there's twenty Jedi Apprentice books. Twenty. I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. They're short and they're young readers. So like, maybe you could do it. I don't know. Now I'm gonna have to Rick. Now I'm gonna have Sorry. to do a word count of how many words are in all twenty of those books and how many words are in these. Hardcover leather bounds. Now it's going to take up my whole Saturday. All right, Rick, tell us about the second one. It would work. The second one is going to be Star Wars The Mandalorian. Hmm. Featuring... Saw that one coming a mile away. Right? Uh, (laughs) K.W. Jeter and the author listing suggests that this is going to be the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy, which is the Mandalorian Army, Slave Ship, and Hard Merchandise. Mandalorian Armor. Mandalorian Army sounds awesome, though. That would be a good book. Uh, this would work. These are actually quite good. Um, they're a little wordy. I would have liked to have seen, I think in hindsight, the three condensed into one book. Hmm. But you just put them within the same leather-bound, you know, collected edition. I guess technically then it's one book, right? I guess. That's how that works. This one makes more sense to me that you would put the entire Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy into one volume. Um, 
if they do, hey, I can guarantee you this. We will, without a doubt, cover it about a month to three months after release right here on this show. Let's like look back. Utini, what do we call this? Uh, YouTube.com slash Utini. This is where you can find us, 9.30 p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays a year from now. Check back. Are we going to read the Bounty Hunter War Trilogy? We'll see if this actually comes to fruition because woo, with the publishing delays, it's hard to believe that any of this is mm-hmm. actually going to happen, but I have faith. Yep. Especially when it involves Legends books. What's one, let me, let me pitch it to you guys, what's one Legends trilogy you would like to see receive this leather-bound Barnes & Noble hardcover treatment? Ooh, the Thrawn oh. trilogy, right? Is that already yeah. is that already one of them? No. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's that's why isn't that one yeah. of them? That should have already know. been there. Guys, come They on. could just put sh- Sabayat's abs. That's the whole yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Just shirtless yeah. Sabayat. That should be the back, like a, like a special treat. You flip to the back awesome. and it's Or just that. this beard. Just like the beard. Mm. Oh, man. That would be amazing. All right. What's, uh, what's your pick, Rick? Oh, man. So, of course, we're reading Bane right now, so can't get wrong with those, but those are pretty common. Um, okay, I'll, I'll go with... Uh, the Revenge of the Sith trilogy, the unofficial trilogy, uh, the Revenge of the Sith novelization, and then the two oh. that you know before and after. Uh, yeah. Let's see, Labyrinth of Evil. What's the other one? Uh, oh, Rise of Darth Vader. Yeah. So those three, I think, are a good story. So. Yeah, these will be Barnes and Noble exclusives, as uh, has been asked in the chat. Um, we will keep you posted as we have more information right here on the show. Love both of your ideas, and. Um, now I'm going to have to find out if they have a prequel leather-bound hardcover mm. trilogy. I don't know. I know they have two different sets of covers for the original trilogy, maybe even three. Man. Wow. So, no, I know that Books a Million has one. I'm not sure it's leather-bound. Hey, if you want some more Legends Deep Dives, this is the show for you. We'll do it on another show. Emily, tell us what else is up in Legends Lookout. Certainly. So there is a new Marvel Epic Collection announced. It is going to be releasing tentatively March 16th. And it's going to be Legacy Volume 4 containing Legacy Volume 2 featuring <laughs> Anaya Solo? Anya? I say it like a Anaya? like a Russian name. Anya. Anya. Anya Solo. Anya Solo. Right. So not could be could be Anya or a, who's or Anya <laughs> there. I know Jaina. Who's who's this Anya person? Right, that's a great question. Do you so know? This is set like a you know hundred years after the original trilogy, huh. maybe more. Hmm. Interesting. But it's set. It is Legacy Volume Two, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. But the epic collection is called Legacy Volume Four. Uh. <laughs> I love like legends for this kind of stuff. Um. Anya Solo would be what Jaina's great granddaughter. Yeah, and it's a like hundred that. years. That's like two generations, right? Well, a hundred years after the original trilogy. Oh yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, Maybe I'm not as great at the math with know. the timelines. Uh, timelines as like Trevor. Trevor's your guy for this kind of thing. Jacob is <laughs> con- Jacob. confirming. Yeah, one thirty-five ish after the Battle of Yavin. So it's it's out there. <laughs> so it is way out there a descendant of Jaina Solo. So you mm. are on the right track, Emily. Okay. And you can kind of see how Anya is like a, an anagram-ish for Jaina. Um, mm. You just take off the J, mix the letters up a little bit. You got Anya. Uh, this is, uh, the, the Legacy Volume 2 series was cut off prematurely. It only has a fraction of the issues that Legacy Volume 1 had. However, is amazing. Uh, absolutely one of my favorite legend stories. I know I say that about a lot of things. I happen to love this stuff. That's why I have a podcast about it. <laughs> but 
it's got uh, a bit, uh, like an IG-88 kind of bounty hunter-ish droid who many people, the fan theory is, this is one of my mine and Freddy's favorite in-jokes, if he's still with us in the chat. Or, well, we'll know because he's going to say something about how much he loves this. Um, the IG, I forget the name of the IG unit. It's been like 10 years since I read this. There's an IG, you know, uh, hunter droid who many people believe is actually C-3PO programmed into it. Hmm. <laughs> so if you read it from that viewpoint, it's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, ho- pay attention to the, the moniker here because it is legacy. It is the Legends Epic Collection Legacy Volume 4, but it is going to start a new story of Legacy Volume 2. Now, the the first three editions of Legacy Volume 1 are nearly impossible to find on the aftermarket. Hmm. So, this is definitely one worth getting, don't you think? Yep. Yep. Get it while you can. And this is exactly why Utini exists, is to help navigate Volume 4, Volume <laughs> yes. 2. You know? Yeah, that's right. Every every time there are yeah, this makes my mind boggle. Like, what do you mean? How many volumes are there? What was especially fun, Emily, was listening to you read that and try to make sense of it. Like, I know. I feel spot. like every time, like, um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, long well, story short, if you're new to Legends, uh, you're not the only one. I'll ask yeah, the dumb questions, and you just glean all the knowledge. You're welcome. And I would you're say always with welcome Legacy here. With Legacy Volume 2 in particular, you don't have to have read Legacy Volume 1 in oh, order to enjoy it. that's good, because apparently it's impossible it's, to get, so. It's not as in big, it's, it's not as big of an investment. You can probably okay. read the whole thing in a weekend. Okay. As opposed to Legacy Volume 1, which will take you a couple weeks. Um, the, or at least, you know, how long it took me, respectively. And you don't have to have a ton of knowledge of what has happened up to that point in Legends, mm. in, in the books or in the comics. It's just a self-contained story that you can enjoy for what it is. And it's a solo descendant, like, on the run, kind of a fugitive little ragtag band of misfits. Excellent. Absolutely worth your time. Uh, I don't think we've ever really discussed it in much detail on the show. You know what else is confusing, though? This next little piece of news on Legends Lookout, there is a new, tiny, I mean, just a nugget of a short story released on, uh, you know, the website for the Old Republic, a a SWOTOR short story. They continue to crank these out periodically. Even since Legends became Legends, since it was relegated to an alternate universe back in 2014, the fateful D-Day of Legends, uh, hey, they have still continued to crank these out. On October 1st, there was a new little short story released called Mission Abstract, colon, Investigate Link Between Darth Malgus and the Planet Elam. Mm. I looked at it. There's not a ton there, but there is some, like, it is fiction written in the Legends universe. I'm currently really deep into playing this game. I might finish it tonight. Could be tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. But, like, there's a lot of Sith coming at me. They're, like, ambushing me f- like ninjas from the ceiling <laughs> at this point in the game. And that feels like the at, at the end of the game kind of scenario, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've reached level 51. That sounds high. Anyway, so uh, very fun <laughs> that there is new, new content coming out with this. Uh, Rick, tell us a little bit about what's happening in the Legends community over at Utini. Yeah, so uh, exciting things coming up. Um, 
in the Discord book club, we're going to be starting the reading of the AC Crispin Han Solo trilogy. Um, Paradise Snares coming up. I cracked it open today and just barely got into it. Uh, so if you're interested in joining us as we read this, we're going to read it slowly. I think about a month uh, per book is the pace. Uh, but you can find us on Discord. And again, that's, of course, Utini Discord, and specifically in the channel for Legends books. Um, also, something to add there, Jared? Uh, no. Okay. It's 10 pages a day, I think is how it shakes out. Okay. That's doable. I was just stroking my mustache. I've started my fall beard, <laughs> so don't uh, don't mistake that as me raising my hand, Mr. Grace. Thank you. Is that what the kids call you on the school bus? Uh, I, that weirds me out, so I, I, I have a Mr. sign that Grace. says... No joke, I have a sign that says, Hello, my name is Rick Grace. Call me Mr. Rick or Mr. Grace. And um, I prefer <laughs> Mr. Rick, because my mom is a teacher, so she's Miss Grace, and my my wife's a teacher, oh, sure. and she's also Miss Grace, so I can't be Mr. Grace. It's just it's too many too many of that's going on. So well, as long as you're not a just... disgrace, I think it's okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, there it is. I love it. That's great. Good job, Emily. Thanks. Emily, we've got one more little piece of community news. While you're on a roll, why don't you hit it for us? Um, the Star Wars archives. Yeah. Awesome. So if you follow our entire, what is it? network of uh, Utini shows. Star Wars Archives is a really great uh, show to catch. It has Trevor, who knows more about Star Wars than anyone else on our team. They had Corey on for a Legacy of the Force Spotlight. So he guest starred on Star Wars Archives. So make sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I think it's Trevor and Jose host that podcast. I don't know, and and for those of you who are not getting these, they do release them on a three-month delay to Mm. public, so you can get a taste of what's going on there. I don't know if there is any podcast ever in the like 10-ish years I've been listening to podcasts that I've enjoyed more (laughs) than listening to Trevor and Corey argue about (laughs) Legacy in the Forest. Spoiler alert, Trevor hates it. And Corey loves it. Ah. Oh, and, and they're very was, strong personalities. So that's got to be just sparks flying. Just, I was grinning ear to ear the whole time. Also <laughs> screaming. I was screaming. What? I was trying to fix uh, some siding on the side of my house that I accidentally oh. melted when I was trying to convert my gas grill into a smoker hmm. so I could make brisket. It's a whole thing. Everything's wow. fine. My house didn't burn down, but I do have a mess to <laughs> clean up. And I was listening to this podcast while I did so. And I was, when they got a couple details wrong, and I, like, it was recorded and released. There was nothing I could do to fix it. (laughs) I'm just sitting there in my driveway, screaming at the top of my lungs. (laughs) Like, how could you get this wrong? And I look over, my neighbor's just looking at me like, (laughs) you know that meme of that kid that's like, I don't want uh, anything to do with this? Yeah. That's... (laughs) That's what was happening. So uh, let me know, guys, if you listen to that, if you have an experience that is somewhat similar to mine, it's absolutely worth the listen. And they're not way too spoily, spoilery, a little bit here and there, but not terribly so for the series if you want to check that out. Now, before we cut to break, uh, we want to remind you to remember to like this video or, hey, you will be haunted by the ghost of Exar Kun for the rest of your days, or at least until you can send a couple of Force-sensitive children to deter him, and also Corrin Horn, he helps. But here's the thing, you know, hey, or if you're watching this live on YouTube, go ahead and just hit that like. Hit that like, it's like this. You just take your finger and like it, and there it is, and it helps us out. Also, you know, there's all kinds of different ways you can help us out on the show. You can subscribe. There's probably other things. Leaving reviews helps. But hey, for the time being, let's go to break. And as you do, just click that like. All right, go ahead, Rick. 
Tonight's episode is inspired by the big summer crossover event we had at Utini, or at least I think it was in the summer because time feels relative these days. That's for sure. Um, we did this big event cross with uh, the Cosmic Force and Utini Game Nights where we talked all about the big 1996 publishing initiative that was Shadows of the Empire. And in my defense, I had never read it before. I didn't know just how problematic it would be. But one thing <laughs> fun that came from it was this, to see just how much merchandise, how much fanfare was made around this one particular story. And I was interested from the legend standpoint, what other big publishing tentpole initiatives were on a similar level, or at least in competition with Shadows of the Empire for the most... Hullabaloo made out of a particular story ever in the Legends universe. We talked about one last week being Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron, do you guys remember from last week? If you're here with us in the chat, I'm going to quiz uh, Emily and Rick right here on the spot. Remember what other pieces of media and merchandise were created surrounding Rogue Squadron? What else came out uh, surrounding this this uh, amazing book that we talked about last week? Um. Emily, you want to go? Or you want me to go? No, you can go. You got <laughs> it, right. man. Yeah. So, so good at these questions. And Rick, we've got a we've got a graphic for this one, right? <laughs> yes, we do. So there was a video game. I know that much. And uh, I think there's a comic series that was either before or after. I think it was before, but that could be wrong. So it's fifty-fifty. Uh, chronologically, right? It's oh, that's prequel, what it was. But it yes. was written okay while the books were being put out. That's why I thought both. Then I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there's a video game. Yep. Actually, multiple video games. Right, there's right. like a, there's a sequel on the GameCube that I've never played. Hmm. That'll be fun when I finally get to it. Um, got the comics. That's right. Now, how many were there actual action figures published that went alongside it? I don't know. Mm. I didn't have time for all that research this week, but it would have been a good week to do some research. That's for sure. Mm. <laughs> so Rogue Squadron did at least get the video game treatment. Doesn't tie into the book especially much, except for the very first level is. Uh, the, the the first chapter of the book is an adaptation of the first level of the video game, so there's that. But then in the book, there's the twist, right? That it was just a simulator mission. But like you don't learn that in the video game, hmm. right? So there's a little bit there, but not a ton of connective tissue. Are there any? Is there anything else in the Legends universe that does have some more connective tissue? Of course, right now in canon, we've got some big tentpole events happening right now. Can you guys think of what they are? Some two massive, major <laughs> events happening in canon modern-day Star Wars storytelling that are not so dissimilar to what we're talking about here tonight yeah. in the Star Wars movies that never had a movie. Yeah. Uh, Emily, you got this one, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, Rogue Squadron's coming out with a movie. Um, there's cool. also... And then Boba Fett series. Um, yeah, neither of those are what I was thinking of, but those are per perfectly your valid. Your mind answers. is just a beautiful place, Jared. Why don't you just tell us? Right, right, tell us all about it. We just I, we've got High, Re High Republic, right? The High yeah, Republic. Yeah, for sure. Republic. We don't have yeah. We don't have action figures yet, and in fact, uh, Eric is running a, a a Twitter account all about do we have High Republic Funkos yet? And so far, I think mm. every day he's just tweeting, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> One of these days, though, we do have comics. We've got uh, the books, even an audio drama. Two audio dramas, just one. One audio, audio drama, dramas though. are coming in. They're like they're a lot more now than I think there used to be. And but th there is a lot behind this initiative. There's T-shirts. Mm -hmm. There's uh, there's there's 
concept art that's yeah you know, wallpaper that's being released oh yeah special editions in the books and yeah everything comic books uh yeah it's been good i, I really like the higher public it's been good stuff but we won't talk mm-hmm. about that too much absolutely not no no no, not another word rick if you say another word we'll have to find another producer actually please uh, rick stay we need you please <laughs> thank please you. don't go thank you please don't go <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, this did, however, as the Legends fan in me has seen all the fanfare surrounding the High Republic and War of the Bounty Hunters, the big yep. um, summer crossover comics event. Yeah, um, it's had me as a Legends fan just itching to say, "We did it first, mm. and there's so much more that you can dive into if you're wanting something that is crossing the streams with the mediums." In particular, we've got. Uh, Rogue Squadron from 1996, also in 96. Big year for crossover events, apparently. Mm. We had Shadows of the Empire. What else, however, would qualify as something that would uh, incorporate some kind of merchandise to qualify as a Star Wars movie without a movie? This, of course, famously is the line that was applied to Shadows of the Empire, the Star Wars movie without a movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, The legend has it. It was a way for George to test all the different streams of marketing could he crank out a soundtrack we talked about earlier in the episode there's even a vinyl Mm -hmm. we've got action figures i in fact just packed away my dash rindar and my shizor in bubble wrap this week Mm -hmm. and i was like uh maybe the bubble wrap will keep shizor's pheromones in the box (laughs) 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 but uh alas you know it's packed away who knows where it is Uh, so here's the question and that is what else qualifies as Legends Star Wars movies that never received a movie. Rick, why don't you lead us off? Yep. So the first one, uh, I'm pretty sure has already been mentioned in the chat, uh, but Dark Empire. Um, back in 91, we've talked about how good of a year that was for many of us, <laughs> the year we were born. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, an era where a lot of... A lot of things were being put out, like you mentioned, testing the water, see what would what would sell. So we had action figures, we had comics and audio dramas, a uh, lot of exciting things happening with Dark Empire. Yeah, we have a, actually have a really great uh, pick here in the chat. Another one that didn't make our list. So hey, thank you, chat, for helping us out. And uh, we're gonna fan create. We're gonna what's way uh, we should refer to this tonight? Like uh, brainstorm. Crowdsource. There's crowdsource, we're going to yeah. crowdsource mm. this particular list, <laughs> and that is Dark Forces. Another good pick there. From, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, Endar, which is that uh, Dark Forces did receive like the video game. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, multiple video games. If you count the Jedi Academy games that followed, mm. I got into mm. the first level of the first one of those on my Switch. Yeah, and I couldn't figure out how to get across the river. Really? <laughs> in the in the very first level. <laughs> Nice. So. I have gotten further than that. Ha! But I'm stuck at like the second level, so, you know. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, I do love the audio dramas for that adapted those three particular stories. And then Rick does love the fact that he got those hardcovers I of his do. Dark Forces trilogy. Wow. <laughs> uh, some of the holy grails of Legends collecting. So didn't have Dark Forces on our list following, following what we refer to as the Legends Kyle Katarn. No, what do we call him? The Chuck Norris of Legends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Kyle right. Katarn. That's right. <laughs> Dark Empire, though, as you've mentioned, Rick, we've got the comic. There is no book adaptation. I was asked recently, Mm. is there like a prose adaptation? Not that I know of. Not that I know of. There is, however, um, kind of flying under the radar, hard to get your hands on these days, audio drama adaptations of Dark Empire 1 and 2, but not of Empire's End. Unfortunately, you're going to have to read those. It's only two issues. Like, you can handle it. Yeah, okay, so help me out there. Um, 
So, by the way, I think the volume I have is just Dark Empire 1. Um, that's okay. why I'm in the market for the whole trilogy. Uh, so you have Dark Empire 1 and 2 that are a series of comics, and then what's the third part to the trilogy you just said? Yeah, Dark Empire 3 was canned prematurely. Okay. There was, it was in development and uh, never did quite see the light of day, so it was condensed and uh, did not have Cam Kennedy, the, the infamous watercolor artist who made that right, right. quite iconic art. He yeah. was not on the series. The different mm. artist, you know, fine, but there's quite a jarring difference there. Empire's End is the name of it, which is crazy because there's also a canon book right. in classic Star Wars style called <sighs> Empire's End, oh. right? Book three of the Aftermath trilogy. Is this why there are, like, oh, volumes huh. everywhere? Is that the deal? It could be part <laughs> to of distinguish. it. distinguish... Like we, there are only yeah. so many names. I know, I know. <laughs> like, so Dark Empire, through. it's six issues. Dark Empire Two is six issues, and it is spectacular. But it takes all the craziness of Dark Empire One to eleven. For Whoa! Sure. Uh, I kid you not. This sounds like I'm making this up. Uh, the Millennium Falcon ends up uh, running away from Boba Fett into some kind of like a a cloud in space mm. of toxic gases wow. or something like that. But inside there's a colony of steampunk people. The Neo? Who... <laughs> no, no, but it's, it, it does sound like, like that. that. <laughs> They're good guys. They're led by a benevolent oh, king okay. named Empatajoyos Brand, who is a Jedi whose what? head is all that's remaining of him that's attached it's... to a ball hmm. with a lightsaber that's built into his ball. <laughs> Like, he doesn't have a body anymore. Just a ball with a lightsaber. <laughs> it's not euphemistic. No, they, really. All right, I got to find the picture. She doesn't believe me. <laughs> Why would I believe that? Joyous brand. Without you know, a doubt, there, my There favorite... ought to be an episode of this where we do, like, fact or fiction. Like, what are you telling that's actually oh, that would... true? Yes, that and what is just idea. completely made up? Because I honestly don't know if I'd be able to tell. So his lightsaber is built into his ball, and he is like he he hangs out with Han and Leia, and then he ends up joining, like the the their fight against naked Palpatine. So they go to help Luke, evil Luke, but not so much evil because he's turned back to the light side because he uh, and Leia defeated Palpatine in the duel. Whoa! It is getting spoilery. Whoa. I'll stop. Yes. I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> Empatajoyos brand is a steampunk Jedi in a ball from Dark Empire. I want to make so many jokes. I want to make so many jokes. Wow. Yeah. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Uh, Tom Veach made this up. And (laughs) (laughs) I got to find it. It was made up by someone, but not by me. Now, we're talking about Star Wars movies without movies. Mm, Obviously, there is a book, there is an audio drama, there are also action figures. Mm. I don't have any yet. Freddie bought me one, Mm. and then he loved it so much that he kept it. So there's that. I would love to get them. I would love to get them. Yeah, sorry about the spoiler. Hey, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I don't think I spoiled anything. All that critical. Like, yeah, no, just mildly, just mildly. I promise. Um, however, there's action figures. There's comics. There's an audio drama. Mm-hmm. Now, if we're gonna rank, like, which of these really took it up to eleven with the the whole Star Wars movies without a movie? It doesn't quite come as close as Shadows of the Empire. But it is, however, at least halfway there. What else is uh, something we should be aware of? Uh, let's see. Rick, you read that first one. Emily, next on the list is what? The Clone Wars Multimedia Project of 03. Yeah. This is 
amazing because actually our friends over there we've already previously mentioned on the show um star wars archives they did a whole episode about this we're mm-hmm. not going to go into too much detail and refer you over there it might even be out for the public at this point this included shatterpoint for example hmm. these were walking through the clone wars in the years between episodes two and three uh-huh. you could literally live those two or three years of the clone wars day by day as these stories were being published with the comics hmm. and the books so wow. it consisted of these novels shatterpoint mm-hmm. legacy of the jedi the Cestus Deception, MedStar, Battle Surgeons, MedStar, Jedi Healer, Jedi Trial, Yoda Dark Rendezvous, and uh, the Republic Commando series. Mm-hmm. Then there's also comics. So we've got um, pretty much all the comics that I talked about on the recent episode of the Cosmic Forest, all the ones with Ayla Secura and Quinlan Voss, the Republic comics. You've got Obsession, which is a... Obi-Wan and Anakin hunting for Asajj Ventress stories. Mm-hmm. Um, there's video games. Yeah. The, the original Vati- Battlefront video games. Have you played those, Rick? Uh, I played a little bit of, the, of Battlefront 2, um, like the, the original. But I, I'm also thinking, like, isn't the classic Xbox The Clone Wars? Isn't that the same era we're talking about, right? Now, I think so. I've never played it, so I don't even know what it is. Yeah, really. well, I, I, was, I had to look it up because my brain <laughs> yeah, was clicking. Yeah, that's and it looks like it's a- April twenty second, two thousand and three. So I'm guessing it's fit in, it in perfectly with that era. But I yeah. I played that game on Christmas Day. I got my Xbox, and that was like the demo game that I had, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So this is connecting me with memories that I totally forgot about. So uh, I'm about to go back and I know reminisce on good old O three. Yeah, when COVID was first getting started, my husband uh, upgraded his Xbox, and we downloaded Battlefront two because that was like my I think I was like, okay, you can get that, but we have to get a Star Wars game. And then I committed to trying at least yes. 10 days in a row where I played every single day because I've never been very good at video games. And I was like, you know, there's something to it. I might as well give it a shot. I couldn't ever get past the Death Star wreckage. And that's like the second level, maybe. <laughs> like, nice. It is okay. very early on one day. But that um, the only video game, Star Wars video game that I've ever played was during mm-hmm. the Clone Wars multimedia project. The only one you've ever played. The only one. Awesome. We're going to have to do like a whole Legends Look Back series, maybe like a once a month thing where we make Emily play a classic (laughs) Legends video game. Oh, gosh. Worst level of everyone. You got to wait till after I have this kid, though, because like I'm going to need a drink with that. (laughs) I keep forgetting that you're pregnant. I know. And I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) no, I'm not going to need to. Yeah, that's not something I want to do. Sober. Well, I did not um, find Impatajoyos brand, at least not like a, a huge picture of him that I can show off. I did, however, find a full page image of a Rancor drawn by Cam Kennedy. Ooh. All right, here we go. Impatajoyos brand, just to prove to you that I'm not making this up. See if I can get it up close enough to the camera. You see him there. <laughs> uh, looking in his Bali self. It's like if Buzz Lightyear met BB 8 in Jedi form. <laughs> That's like what that looks like. <laughs> what a quote. That's nice, yeah. <laughs> All right, now we're going to have to make an entire Utini reading collection, and that's going to be the quote at the top. <laughs> it's like, Buzz Lightyear, Matt Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, the, the Clone Wars Multimedia Project, obviously, conceive of it as this. Anything before Filoni got his hands on the Clone Wars. Hmm. So Clone Wars without Ahsoka is what it is. Uh-huh. I consider it like the dark and gritty Clone Wars. Hmm. It's, it's a little... There's some dark and gritty stuff in that series, but... Um, th- this goes to some really 
shadowy places that that series doesn't quite get all the the Quinlan Voth stuff. It, there are some slight con- contradictions to where that next Clone Wars series will eventually go, but it totally qualifies as a Star Wars movie without a movie. How else can you experience a Star Wars story for multiple years, hmm. entry by entry by entry, mm-hmm. other than now, you know, like with the High Republic? It's a great yeah, it reminded it. me of the High Republic when you were describing it. Very fun way to be involved. You just look for the next entry, whether it's a comic, whether it's a book, whether it's a video game. You grab it, and it's like you're in the trenches of the Clone Wars. Next up is one that I have just been dying to talk about, and it's one that we have not covered in nearly enough detail yet here on the show. Uh, in 2008, the Force Unleashed opened up the floodgates of uh, Star Wars storytelling in between the trilogies, in between episodes three and four, set in the Dark Times era, featuring the Sith apprentice Star Killer. Who, yes, infamously, as we talked about on the Macho Men of Legends, crashed a Star Destroyer using the Force. Or, or so the legend goes. Right, mm. right. Um, there are actually two video games, Force Unleashed and The Force Unleashed 2, a part of this. There is a Force Unleashed 3 that was in development, that was planned. There's some story elements out there that the creative director... Hayden Blackman, uh, who our Legends storyteller, has written quite a few comics himself. He has revealed some of those story details, what that game might have been like. He, in fact, did a video playthrough with David Collins, who played Proxy the Droid, and David uh, Sam Witwer, who played, yeah, uh, you know, Star Killer, also like Maul in the Clone Wars. So the three of them did a three-part playthrough which is worth finding on youtube of the video games talking all about the behind the scenes on all of this however in a multimedia experience it also contained books hmm. in fact the best the the um the hardback publication of the force unleashed one the original is one of fewer than 10 star wars books to ever peak at number one on the New York Times best sellers list. Would you have huh? thought that a video game adaptation would be a number one New York Times bestseller? That's crazy. There's a lot of things I don't believe on this show. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is cool. And in the it does get a lot of hate. You know, there's a lot of like, oh well this book is you know, I really I was expecting nothing when I read it like five, six, seven years ago and was floored wow. by how much I enjoyed this reading experience. So totally worth your time, worth checking out. Force Unleashed came out in 2008. I believe Force Unleashed 2 was 2011, shortly afterward, not t- terribly far after. does also contain a comic adaptation as well as some reference books about the, the art of, the making of, so there's quite a bit to find. There might even be a Starkiller action figure. I'm not 100% sure, but it sounds feasible, doesn't it? Yeah, it could work. <laughs> Possibly. All right. Uh, Rick, what's up next? Uh, next, we have Star Wars The Old Republic from 2011. Um, and I don't know much about this one. I recognize some of the books in that era, um, but I didn't know. Is there a game and other, I guess, probably comics I'm, I'm oblivious to? But what else happened in that that initiative? Yeah, this is the game that I'm playing right now. This was basically the follow-up for Night's Old Republic 1 and 2. Oh, okay. But it's not KOTOR 3. Right. Hmm. divisively i see <laughs> it's an mmo so you yes, can okay you can uh, basically you know hop on and play with other players and you can form guilds and huh. i've not done all of that all of those uh, i'm just wanting to get the story i just want to know the story i just i've heard that revan plays a part somehow hmm. and i mean he's got to it's the old republic 
Revan is in it somehow. I have now, at this point in the game, encountered a character from the book, Revan. So very excited about that. However, uh, he disapproves. You know how, like, you're earning points with your, your companions, like, based on your decisions, that either you're gaining influence or losing influence, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The deal is, with this particular companion, I don't want to spoil it too much. He's from the book, um, Revan. Every single decision I make, there's a little little bit of dialogue that says, this character disapproves. <laughs> Every single thing I say, he disapproves. Our, our buddy OK in the chat says, the Jedi Knight <laughs> class story is considered KOTOR 3. Uh, okay. okay. I, I, I've seen you know, somebody complaining on the internet. Can you believe that? I saw somebody complaining on the internet that they want a KOTOR 3. Mm. I would like that too, but... It has totally been a fun experience. The uh, levels are beautiful. There was so much that came out surrounding this game back in 2011. Um, I only just now got to it in 2020. I started it last year. So 10 years late to the party, as with everything. What am I going to do? But there's all kinds of art books, making of books. Um, in fact, some of the ancillary materials related to this have become quite collectible and expensive and hard to track down. As far as uh, soundtrack, I don't know. Or, uh, or, or, or uh, action figures. So let us know in the chat if you've got more on this. I have at least seen that um, there is a Star Killer action figure out there. Is it official? I have yet to determine, but they do exist in some form or another. Now, at this particular point, we have covered the major events, the major things that are considered Star Wars movies without movies. We've got uh, Dark Forces, Dark Empire, Rogue Squadron, Shadows of the Empire, Force Unleashed. Clone Wars Multimedia Project, and The Old Republic. We do have, however, three more honorable mentions that are cross-publishing initiatives, though they didn't especially have any ancillary materials regarding you know, reference books or soundtracks, video games, or action figures. Rick, tell us about the first one of these cross-publishing initiatives. Well, yeah, first one would be Dawn of the Jedi Comics and Books from 2012. Um, I don't know anything about... Okay, I know Dawn of the Jedi, the book, but I haven't read the comics yet, so I guess I knew something, but um, it's one of those that I I want to read, I'm excited about, but man, my list is so long. There's so many good things <laughs> to get into, and so, uh, yeah, looks cool. <laughs> these, are, these are okay to keep on the back burner for now. They're not necessarily essential Legends stories, but we did have a short story to kind of get some exposure to this in our Star Wars Insider Fiction Collection Volume 1 Roundtable we did recently with Lannery Brock, the female Jedi, right? From, uh, <laughs> what, 10,000 years before the films? Goodness. <laughs> Where her lightsaber is attached to a backpack for a power source, her proto-saber. This was a crossover between the Dark Horse comics and Del Rey Books Publishing. There's one full-length adult novel, Dawn of the Jedi Into the Void, uh, three or four different comic series, and it was canceled prematurely, so uh, the Legends... Guillotine mm. hit in 2014, canceled this prematurely, never got to see it to fruition, but I see. kind of a fun ex- experiment in what could have been. Emily, what's on the other end of the timeline from Dawn of the Jedi? So we have back in 1999, we have Invasion and New Jedi Order. Yeah, New Jedi Order infamously is uh, the 19-book series that totally changed the expanded universe. There is, however, a comic crossover from... Mm. Ten years later, I was doing some research. I think it is 2009 hmm. that uh, Dark Horse did this. But 
as, as far as I know, they were brainstorming doing this as a comic story before they ended up doing a book publishing program. Jury's still out totally on if uh, my information is right there. But I have yet to read the comics. I've been holding out on them. I'm very anxious to read them because I've read all 19 of those books. And fun little piece of Legends development here for the show. This is news to even you guys. Our buddy on the team, Andrew Bell, is almost at the end of his three-year reading journey mm. with The New Jedi Order. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah. He is on the second-to-last book, book 18 of 19, The Final Prophecy, and we agreed that when he finishes The Unifying Force in the spring, he's going to come on Legends Look Back, and we are going to talk about The New Jedi Order. We're going to keep it light on spoilers. We are going to talk about the history of the event, which of the books he considers the best, which ones you know we've heard the most about, which ones, uh, which characters the most you know, uh, noteworthy. We'll rank some of the books. Those of us that have read them. I'm very excited about that. How about you guys? Yeah. That sounds great. Can't wait to have them on. I've heard. And then finally for tonight, we've got fate of the Jedi, which crossed over with the short stories, Mm -hmm. lost tribe of the Sith in 2009. Fate of the Jedi Mm -hmm. was a nine book series, um, published right there at the end of the legends timeline, uh, happening. You've got new Jedi order, and then Legacy of the Force, and then Fate of the Jedi. I'd like to pitch it as this. It's like Star Wars meets the Odyssey, where Luke and his son go off on like a a spiritual quest across the galaxy, learning about secrets of the Force. There's a Sith cult. It's amazing. It's crazy. Ooh. It's absolutely bonkers. There's nine or ten short stories that tie in they were written by our buddy, friend of the show, John Jackson Miller. Mm-hmm. And here's a fun thing. There's even a map. I mean, like, it's getting all Lord of the Rings up in here, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Nice. Very much so. Andrew will love that. Mm. <laughs> I honestly forgot about that map, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I've discovered that it is here. So at this point, let me ask you guys. What is some legend story or legends title, some big legends thing that you're surprised hasn't made the list as a Star Wars movie without a movie? What is something that deserved the full fanfare treatment and for whatever reason really just didn't get like the full action figure line or the comic <laughs> adaptation or and there might have been something that we missed along the way which will come up at this point but what's something for you that you're surprised didn't make the cut? Oh man well Courtship of Princess Leia for sure um, <laughs> I'm just kidding I don't know uh, let's see. I, I'll say, um, like, what I want an action figure for is yeah. If there's a corn horn, I'd take one of those. <laughs> That'd be cool. But Kyle Katarn decked out in green. Yeah, Kyle Katarn really though. Like having me a Star Wars Chuck Norris around the house would be very handy. You gotta say. So yeah, Kyle Katarn. I think there's an action figure for him. Is there? I'll I could to be find wrong. Him. He's got a good beard, like the lone shoulder pad, just the one. Just the one. Compared to Dash right. Rendar. Yep. That's how you know the difference. Dash has two. Uh, Emily. Um, this is. I feel like this is my answer every time, but I feel like Thrawn really needed more. Um, mm. Yeah. No, I think you're right. He's just like, he's so prominent in Legends, and then he's gotten oh, yeah. almost no real limelight, I guess. I don't That's know. Fair. Is, in recent years, there's been some more merchandise for Thrawn. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Thrawn mini bust over my shoulder over here. And they're finally, gotta, he has some trilogy, yeah. which is great. Uh, but right. I just, after like, he's in almost every book. And then just like, he's only in Rebels. 
That's the only, <laughs> the only thing that we can see him in, and he's kind of obnoxious in it. So, like, I, I wish that he'd gotten a little bit more. Uh, more... <laughs> Shots fired at Cannon. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's As, all I know. Uh, Give me a break. <laughs> Let's talk a, about something. Joe says there is a cornhorn figure, but it's non-canonical for Legends. He's uh, in a, um, he's in an orange flight suit, suit instead uh, of green. Nope. He does. He does. He flies in a green one, doesn't he? Oh. I don't remember that detail. I'm not sure. He's like he's like very forward with the fact that his favorite color is green. Yeah. So he has a green X-wing and a green okay. astromech. Yep. And a green flight suit. Ah. And his lightsaber can. Does it match the color of his eyes? Is that yeah. why? <laughs> Probably. Not a green lightsaber. Mm. Not green. Uh, but but is it very forward with the fact that his favorite color is green? All right. So that's a good pick. Uh, one for me is that Ninth Field Republic doesn't have a ton. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned earlier in the show. Mm. When the game came out, I think the, you know with Bioware and Lucasfilm, LucasArts a little bit surprised to discover just how huge of a hit that it was. It was the 2003 game of the year, according to multiple video game outlets. There is a little bit more coming out now, such as my glorious Zalbar. Mm. Uh, I've got the Revan and Bastila and Malak Funko Pops now, but hey, with the new game on the horizon, who knows? Sky's the limit. There is, other than Revan, the tie-in novel that kind of bridges the gap between the video game and uh, the old republic video game really not a lot of tie-in material there is no the Knights of the republic comic is kind of its own thing doesn't tie in much just a few key details hmm. but it's not like an adaptation or a spin-off of uh, the video game so that's my pick that's my pick one other honorable mention that didn't um didn't make the cut but does at least deserve a shout out here is the 2009 um, video uh, the 2009 <clears throat> book Death Troopers, hmm. right? The Stormtrooper horror novel. We've got to shout this out here in the month of October. Mm. Mm-hmm. Either of you read Death Troopers yet? No, but no. I did listen to that that uh, episode of the show back, you know, early on uh, that you guys talked Ooh. about them, and uh, yeah. it really got me excited episode about zero. it. Zero was it? Zero? <laughs> yeah, it was our like our test run. Nice, sure. Yeah, um, I was looking for some like Halloween themed books. There's actually a horror or Halloween collection on our website that has yeah. Death Troopers. I think that was my first encounter with that novel. And I just thought, like, the the cover art is quite um, distinctive. <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what yeah. it's going to be about. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's also some uh, Galaxy of Fear stuff, you know, mm. for Halloween. And uh, le- and canon, there's, you know, the Dark Legends or whatever they're called, the, the myth and fable oh, yeah. counterpart. But um, anyway, good stuff. I, uh, you know... Jared talking about like a video game for for Death Troopers. Um, oh, wouldn't that be cool? That would be really cool. And imagine just all these like zombie stormtroopers coming at you though. Like, man, that'd be good. Uh, now, you know the new Battlefront two. They had that um, Ewok hunt mode. Did you ever play that? No, uh, I haven't. What? I, mean, I played the video game. I played the story mode, but never much of the PvP. Uh, I'm not very good at any of it. It's really it's hard, but it's kind of like a battle royale kind of deal, but like opposite, where you start as a stormtrooper and there's a couple of Ewoks, and it's a dark map, and the Ewoks will hunt you, and once you get killed as a stormtrooper, you become an Ewok, and so it's the last man standing as a stormtrooper. Yeah, as a stormtrooper to get out and get evacuated from. What? Um, yeah, it's really really fun. That is but it kinda such has, a trippy concept. Things. It kind of has like Call of Duty zombies vibes, but it's not scary. It's just it's <laughs> I mean, spooky. It's Ewoks. You, I mean, yeah, you hear you walk <laughs> behind you, and then you get hit in the back of the head and stuff. So yeah. Wow. Um, now, how how do you become canonically? How do you become an Ewok if you die as a stormtrooper? 
Yeah, it's, there's like uh, a lot of questions I have. It's just, it's just game mechanics. <laughs> you know okay. what happens on the forest moon of Endor? Endor stays on the forest moon of Endor. Uh, this is where it breaks for me <laughs> as a Star Wars fan. Like I need a cohesive story. <laughs> That's what's so good about Nightfield Republic. All right, naked Palpatine. You can have all your slimy palps, but this is what does it for you, huh? This is where you draw the line. Too confusing. Dark Empire (laughs) was a perfectly cohesive story, and you'll never prove me wrong. All right. Uh, But I would like to see a Death Troopers video game, kind of in the style of Resident Evil, you know, of like the the mid to late 2000s. That was certainly work. Those are great games. I'm too scared, too much of a scaredy cat to play them, but that would work. Um, would love to see, you know, with some modern graphics, like a great story-driven game. Set in the Legends universe, obviously, would love to see some tie-ins to that. You know what would make a great video game? Would be the Jedi Apprentice books we mentioned earlier. Hmm. All 20 of the Jude Watson books. The fact that nearly every book is set on its own cohesive, like, its own planet with a little story that she develops for... This like a hundred page book with like perfect Star Wars world building with its own like unique culture and problems and uh, flora and fauna and creatures that would work really well like very mission driven mm. Obi Wan and Anakin game. Mm. Yeah. Oh man, that'd be cool. That I would be like, really cool. I would play that. <laughs> Picturing them as a video game. As long as there's right. a Anything story, else a good story that you would like to say uh, deserves a full fanfare treatment. What action figure would you like to have had from Legends that uh, you don't have your hands on yet? Mm. Yep. I got nothing to add, man. I think we covered a lot. I learned a lot in this one for sure. Um, I've been saying that a lot lately, but this was definitely... Um, it's cool to see, again, just how how much has gone into Legends and how some of the same scripts are still being used uh, in the canon world as far as publishing initiatives and doing everything they can to get different fans, different ways to be connected to their stories. Um, so Star Wars is still alive and well. Well said, Rick. Well said. Thank I, you. I don't know that I've got a great pick either, other than the fact that there are, there's like a Sith collector's pack Ooh. that has like some of the villains from KOTOR 2, uh, possibly even Darth, uh, who's the one from Legacy? Darth Crate. It had like mm. five or six. They used to have it at like the Hastings in Cersei where we used really? to live. Huh. And I remember looking at it, picking it up like 10, 15, 30 times, never <laughs> buying it. I was like, I'm in college. I don't need to buy action figures. <laughs> now that thing's worth like $300. Oh, and man. I wish I'd spent the 30 back in 2010. Uh, regardless, those are kind of hard to track down, but uh, totally would be great action figures to re-release in some form or another. You know what else is another way you can enjoy some classic Legend Sith Lords next week in our, uh, our roundtable discussion of Darth Bane path of destruction we're going to be reading path of destruction in november we're gonna have rule of two starting in the spring and then in december yeah we're gonna cover this new blood ties omnibus I actually need to check the release date on that make sure it's not delayed but uh yeah with everything notwithstanding no big plans changing that will be coming up soon that does it for this week thanks for joining us here on legends look back Thanks to our incredible patrons for your amazing support. Oh, we got Emily here on the screen with me. What's up, Emily? Hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're missing having, Freddie. Just having Freddie there. Yeah, yeah. Freddie's <laughs> in this. But do want to give a special thank you to our patrons, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander. Okay, Indar on our Jedi High Council. I give a thank you to Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, Freddie C. You know, hopefully he comes back from the, the Stormtrooper, the Clone Trooper uh, assassination. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks for that, Palpatine, here on episode 66. Jason Mitchell, Sally and Chris Eilerson, 
uh, Earl Q and Tyler Latour on our Jedi High Command. Thank you for your amazing support. Remember, everybody, sub to the channel. Leave us a review in your podcast platform of choice that will help more people to find our show and join the most positive legends community on the internet. If you want your thoughts right on the show, you can email us at legendslookbackutini.com. You can send us a message in the Legends Look Back Discord channel. Leave a comment on this episode on YouTube or find us on Twitter at Legends Look Back. I'm at Jared Q. Mays. Freddy's at Wake Up Freddy. Rick. Rick underscore Grace. And Emily. Darth Daybeck. If you're looking to buy some of these books and help support the show, you can look up a book on Utini. Click the Amazon link in the profile. And hey, after you've read it, you can even leave us a review and let us know what you think. In the meantime, remember to keep the Utini fan code and be a force for positivity in the fandom. Until next week, may the force be with you. This is a Utini broadcast. <laughs>